You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It is a Monday, Monday, May 8th. That's right, playing hockey deep into the month of May. It's hard to believe where we were one year ago, how the time flies. It's coming down the stretch of getting married. And, uh, and uh, hey, Google, what happened to the Bears one year ago on May 8th? Oh, that game happened. Um, so welcome to the, uh, the the show, everyone. So here we are. Here we are. You can tell in the title, the Bears, we are still dealing with the Charlotte Checkers. The uh, second round of the playoffs? The second round? Is it the first round? I don't know what this bloated and convoluted playoff system I should probably describe how I feel about this on a different show. Probably. But the Bears went at it on a Wednesday night in Hershey after taking two down there in Charlotte, reassuring that provided things go well, for Hershey, there'd be no more games down there at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. Which is good, but also bad. Bad because, well, I actually like the place, but good because I don't want to go back there. The Bears go back there at all. So... It's a Wednesday night there in Chocolate Town. Game three, Wednesday, and it's my usual pick, you know, get home after work, change, get tickets, pick up the wife, and out the door we go. The door we go, and my oh my, was it a busy night there in Hershey. Still a little brisk, still a little cool. It's it's one of those weird May weekends where you want to, where you know spring is right around the corner, but that cool side of spring, not winter, but the cool side of spring, you know those cloudy 50 degree days, just want to get one last lick in before the temperatures ramp up and it's truly summertime. It's kind of like in October when you get that last 80 degree warm and moist weekend before you start getting into the cool 60s. You know what I'm talking about. But a lot of people showed up for this game. It's a Wednesday night game. People, of course, are going to show up. And the threat of sweeping an opponent right out the door will always salivate the hockey palate. So, of course, people are going to come out for this game. And the Bears, of course, seeing things that they do in the NHL are like, hmm, I need to give that one a, a go. So what the Bears decided to do was that they were going to do a giveaway on thir- on Wednesday, considering Wednesday was going to be a really attended game, first playoff game. So, did we go with rally towels? No. Did we do the first ever chocolate out, where we're going to wear chocolate, everything chocolate and do a, a chocolate out? A brown out? 
Uh, Hershey out? Um, I don't know. Somebody think up of a, of a name for this. Answers on a, on a postcard, please. A cream out? No, 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 no. Anyway, are we going to do that? No. What the Bears decided to do in their infinite wisdom was give people uh, thunder sticks. You know, the inflatable things do you go, dun, 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 which make noise. Okay, okay. And um, NBA arenas do this, and they're expecting about 8,000 people. That's going to be fine. No, these light up. Oh, goody. And there's a lot of families coming. Oh, sure. Sure, kids aren't going to take turns swinging it like their swords and beat their siblings over the head over it again and again and again and not caring that you're walking by and they're going to hit you in the leg and you're going to get, you want to get mad at them, but you can't because you know the parents will, but because their kids are just going to swing it around and they're going to, they're, I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm getting distracted. Sorry. But they lit up blue because, um, sure, um, capital blue cross, blue shield. And I got to admit, even for somebody who rolls my eyes out loud and in private, um, it was a nice look. You dim the lights and there's blue thunder sticks everywhere. For about a healthy smattering of 8,700, it, okay, it looked good. It looked good. We don't have to do this every time, please God, but... It's a nice look. Would I bring something like this for the holidays where they do red sticks or red and green? Meh. Meh. It's a nice once in a while type thing. But we go back at it at game two. And Coach Todd Nelson tweaks the lineup a little bit. But hey, if things are working in games one and two, why change anything? Am I right, ladies? And your goaltending matchup is Hunter. Grab your palisman and get out there. Versus Mark Guzda. They're going back to Guzda, who got absolutely shellacked in games one and two. I thought they'd go with Perube, but what do I know? I'm just a hack in front of a microphone. And the first period, it's a little, it's a little rough. It's neither team not wanting to make mistakes. It's a team that, that are, neither one of them want to mess up. But Charlotte starts pushing the pace a little bit they start getting their legs going they want to get the transition game that they're so good at you know skating all three forwards in and having a defenseman jumping on the play so you always have four players attacking at a time and when this works you can really light up the light up the net if it doesn't work it goes into transition the other way but something charlotte started doing was that they started clogging up the neutral zone more they were playing a high 1-1-3. Now, allow me to get really hockey nerdy with neutral zone trap stuff. For all you Devils fans, you're going, oh, goody, I remember this. For all you other fans of the 90s, you're going, Ugh. Okay, the neutral zone trap, the basic version of it, is that you stack three players at your blue line. Both defensemen and a defensive forward. What you also do is that you put... One of the wingers near center ice and one of their wingers near the blue line, near the opponent's blue line. And the goal of it is, is that, is that play gets contained in the neutral zone. You either turn the puck over, passes get disrupted, throw guys into the boards to where they can't get the puck through, or you force teams to do the dreaded dump and chase because there's no room to openly skate through. When this works, 
It is a pain in the ass. Just ask the New Jersey Devils. But if it doesn't work and you have a fast enough team, it can backfire. So how does this translate for Charlotte, a team that's the Florida Panthers affiliate? Well, what they decided to do was that they were going to keep three players at their blue line, play a guy up in the upper neutral zone near the blue line, and have a one guy in four checking, which would allow Bears to make breakout passes. But once those breakout passes got into the neutral zone, you have four white jerseys, the bad kind, in that area to try and break up whatever you're going to do. So some of you are going, what does that mean? Translation, the Bears can't get their transition game going. They can't, you know, use the speed of an Ethan Frank. They can't use the speed of, a, of um, uh, let's say, uh, Julian Napravic or, or it forces you to play a grittier type game. Oh, well, the Bears have toughness and grit. They can handle it. Uh, not really. Just ask Providence. <clears throat> but we go. But the first period that just Charlotte. This is what they do, and the Bears just can't get anything going. Just get nothing, nothing going. And Charlotte is able to get is able to get those passes out of the neutral zone quickly and force the play up on our end. And thankfully, it doesn't backfire as we head out of the first period. 0-0, but Charlotte has 10-4 in shots. Got that? 1-0-4. 10-4 there, good buddy. Shut up! <sighs> so, so, it's a very frustrating first period. But you know Charlotte's desperate. They lose, we, they lose Wednesday. It's over. It's done. And into the second, we go. And the Bears try to break up this neutral zone a, a little bit. And they actually do. Dylan Mickelrath throws up to Sam to Sam Ennis. Comes in on the corner and picks the corner. They score! Sam Ennis gets the corner on Gusta. What a shot. What a goal. What a snipe. And Sam Ennis puts this on the board. His second of the playoffs. Dylan Mickelrath with the assist. And his first point. one nothing Hershey. All right. Yes. All right, guys. Great stuff. All around. Great stuff. And that's what you want to see. That's how you're going to... You're going to... Uh, break this up. This is how you're going to keep going in this. In this. But Charlotte? Okay. Okay. Neutral zone stuff ain't going to work. This neutral zone stuff ain't going to work. So how are we going to... How are we going to change things? And the Bears... Power play... Gets nothing, even though Anthony Bonetto went off on a hook. And why is it not working? Well, we'll get to that here in a in a little bit. In a little bit. But the Bears on the blue, um, on the blue line, puck gets slapped out of the zone. Goes to right to Corey Conscher. Heads up on a breakaway. Conscher in shoots. He scores. Corey Conscher, former Syracuse Crunch, former Norfolk Admiral. Ties the game at one on a breakaway. Unassisted. Second goal. <sighs> right. It was a bad bounce and a bad play. And Charlotte uses their speed to get on. Okay. But later on in the period, Charlotte's trying to stretch the ice a little bit more. Because they think they found something. 
They think they've got something. And the Bears try to get a long shot. Can't get in. Anthony Blowby catches it. Throws it up the ice into Alex Epiani. Who's got him? Alex Epiani in on a breakaway and he scores. Same, same damn spot. Breakaway, picks it, mid blocker, and it's in the net. Alexei Hippenyam, he was rumored to go back to Sweden. Alexei Hippenyamy at 17.53 gets his first. John Ludwig gets his second. Henry Bowlby gets his second. And at the end of two, it's 2-1 Charlotte. The first time Charlotte has led all series. Okay. Okay. It's time for the Bears to face adversity. It is time for us to, to, to bounce back. Yeah, Charlotte's gotten within one back in game two, but we threw three goals on the board. We threw three on the board. We can score on these guys in bunches. We'll be fine. And as we get into the third, Charlotte adjusts again. And they start pushing the Bears to the boards. They start checking themselves. They start breaking things up at the neutral zone. Getting the neutral zone trap again. Hitting stuff up against the boards. And... I keep and I'm watching this and I'm going, oh no, I've seen this movie before. Bears get in puck into the zone. There's two checkers players there on the puck to converge. Four check non-existent. Back into the zone, back in neutral. Try to play the puck in. It gets broken up and thrown right back out. Regather it. Dump the puck back into the zone, but. Guzda gets it right to a checker and back right out it goes. Oh, we're able to skate the puck in. Nope, you're pushed to the boards, pushed off the puck, and out the zone it goes. I've seen this movie before. You know what this is? This is Providence. This is freaking Providence. Oh, I know this movie. And I look at my buddy Jesse and I go, this is Providence. This is exactly Providence. And he goes, not exactly. But the Bears do get a power play as Centenu Kukinen goes off for hooking. Here's our chance. Here's our absolute chance. And Todd Nelson, he goes right back to the five forwards. Why are we doing this? Well, well, you know, the power play was really hot at the end of the season. Yeah, it was because we used four forwards and a defenseman. Oh, yeah. By the way, I also forgot to... Speaking of defensemen, Aaron Ness, out. Um, got taken out. Um, one other p- defenseman went down in the first. So in the first, we were playing with four defensemen. In the second, we were playing with five. It's not like we could look up into the balcony and say, Hey, Logan, head down there and suit up. Nope. If they're scratched, they ain't playing. You're stuck with what you've got. And you could tell the defense was taxed. You could tell that guys were huffing a little bit. But we're still doing this five forwards crap. And a power play that is non-existent. We get another one. Justin Sardornoff goes off for slashing. Less than five minutes to go. All right, lads. Let's go. And we actually do get set up this time. This time, Sam Ennis from the corner finds Joe Snively near mid-circle. And he's still... Staring down Gusta, Rister, there's an open corner and he shanks it. 
recalled there by by the board by the boards. Throws out back up to the point. Who's there at the point? Is it Bobby? Nope. Is it Bobby? It actually is. But Bobby throws it back down. And guys, guys, get some shots in. Come on. And it's just pass perimeter, pass perimeter. Well, these guys need to develop on a power play. That's all guys do in the NHL. The fuck they do. Go look at Edmonton. Guys are fearless to shoot with Edmonton. Okay, bad example. They're really good. But watching Vegas, corner guys, Jack Eichel, he's not going to pass up a shooting lane. He ain't going to pass it up. I know I'm I'm I I know I am I'm using examples of elite talent. But even meh talent, the Florida Panthers, if there's a shot at the top circle and you've got traffic there, fucking put the puck on net. Not just look and go, uh, you take it. Uh, block, nah, you take it. Charlotte's standing there going, damn, this is easy. Less than two minutes to go. Another freaking power play as Matt Kirsten goes off for holding. Six on four. Six on four. Throws it across. Protoss is there in the slot and he goes over his stick. He had the back of the net wide open. And the clock keeps ticking down. Tick, tick, tick. Posted up against the wall. Shots passed up from the point. The corner guys. The guys on the top of the circles are afraid to shoot. Shoot it, Ennis. I've seen you score from there. Do it. Do something. Three, two, one. Charlotte wins. And Charlotte takes game one. Bears lose two to one the final. Three stars. Sam Ennis gets a goal. Corey Concher gets second with a goal. Alexi Hepaniemi with the winner and the first star. <sighs> okay, so there was no way Charlotte was going to roll over in a game three. And I can applaud that. I can absolutely applaud that. But to watch my team come in and just sort of assume... That, oh, well, it's Charlotte. They're they're not going to put up much of a fight. Yeah, not really. Not really. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. But it's game three, and got to go back at it again. And they're gonna, and we'll cover game four right after this. Bears fans, well, it's time to pay the bills and it's time to light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets bets instantly. Folks, there is a Game 7 not only tonight here on Sunday, but on Monday, Devils, Rangers from there at the Rock in Game 7 and you play up action for round two coming up later in the in the week some juicy matchups vegas versus versus edmonton is already out there and more will be released out into the ether as we go make sure you get in on it at DraftKings sportsbook make sure you download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and sign up with code thpn new customers can make a five dollar bet make a five dollar hockey playoff bet and secure Score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 
800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call one 800 522 4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details and see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details on state-specific gambling resources. Bears fans, well, also, let's face it, with coffee starting at $5, I mean, you know who you are. Your cup of joe that used to cost 99 cents at 7-Eleven now costs $2. If you want your skinny boy calf decaf, skinny boy decaf latte no foam, that is $5 even without customizations. I mean, heck, buying a simple energy drink is $2.50 minimum depending on what convenience store you're at. Every, every single thing is going going up these days. Our bank accounts are getting getting hit the heart get the hardest but most most products do the same thing but are just priced differently regardless of whatever name is slapped on the label so a good duplicate or a dupe is critical for getting the highest quality at the best at the best price and this is definitely one item you won't sleep on raycon wireless earbuds raycon provides premium audio at a perfect price point so you get what you want when you want Without break, breaking the bank. Folks, Raycons start at $80. Which may sound like a lot these days. But $80, you can pay a streaming service for, for $80. And eventually, you'll get tire, tired of that. Folks, I can tell you this. Tell you this. Raycons are absolutely worth the price. Whatever you might be. Whether you use them for gym workout, exercising. Or those lo-fi beats you want to listen to while you're work or studying. Would YouTube lie to you? I highly doubt it. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and pay less than you would for those big name techs that try to fit fit in your ye- in your ear, but whenever you run you feel them rattling around and just so you know, they're going to fall out at a moment's notice. Raycon knows the, the this economy. Every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer a buy now, pay less option option so you can pay as low as $18 at checkout, free and easy return guarantee. They offer 2 years of protection for just a few dollars more over 50,000 five-star Five-star reviews. I personally like the noise isolation because when I'm working and when I'm listening to music and journaling or doing whatever else, I need to make sure I am focused. The quality and sound is fantastic, and they are water and sweat resistant, especially now as weather starts warming up. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today and get an extra 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to secure 15%. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. And now, on with the show. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, DraftKings. And for this month, Raycon sponsoring this podcast. So, game four on a Thursday night. The Bears went back at it. Only game in town. Hey, why are we playing on a on a Thursday? Oh, I don't know, because we have a freaking comedian coming in. That's why. 
Everybody else is playing Friday, but but we got to play Thursday. Back-to-back, back-to-back playoff games. Wonder why nobody does these. Uh, about half the crowd show up on a Thursday. Gee, I wonder why the Bears never schedule Thursday night home games. This is, prob- this is probably why. So, we're back at it on a Thursday. And the Bears make some adjustments. Some adjustments. Aaron Ness Clint is listed as done for the series. And um, Bobby Nardella will be sitting this one out as well. So, in comes Massey and Logan Day for this. All right, this will be interesting. But also, Ethan Frank out, the dreaded upper body injury. Shane Gersich in a few different looks. The Bears going with a more uh, a sandpaper, a more grittier lineup. And this is fine. This is fine. This is this is okay. I'm fine. I'm fine with this as well. Once again, it's Guzda and. Hunter Shepard, grab your palisman and let's go. And the early on, well, Charlotte again, pressing the pace, pressing their speed, playing with that desperation, that desperate need for to force a game five. Because if we get a game five to press the pace on this, puck gets dumped in, down low it goes. Hunter stops it. Logan Day just gets to the trapezoid and just. Looks at the puck. It's just sitting there. Logan, go get it. It's right there. Go get it. Gets it, throws it up to Snively, tries to do a crossing pass, and just whiffs. Freaking whiffs on it. And Corey Concher just goes, yoink. Takes it away from, from him. One, two, passes, shoots, scores. Jake Weiss, his first professional goal because, of course, this happens. Jake Weiss, his first professional goal. Mackie Shemestikevs with the steal. Corey Concher, well, was just there for the lulls. Two minutes in, one nothing, Charlotte. Gosh. Okay. Okay. All right. I will not overreact to this. I will remain calm. I will be fine. And Charlotte just keeps going. And keeps pressing. The Bears are getting their physical game going. The Bears are throwing checkers into the boards. Wearing them down with the body. Big Beck. Barreling anything that gets in his way that's wearing white and red. And you love seeing that because leading by example. We saw this with Dylan McElrath in Providence. Who pushed guys into the boards and says, This is how we're playing, boys. Follow me. We're going to put our best out there. And Beck's trying to do this. He really is. And the rough stuff in front of Guzda happens. Guys start pushing and shoving, shoving, and the refs do a take control penalties. You, you, offer two. That's it. It's, okay, for those of you who don't know, take control penalties are in physical games when guys do a lot of pushing and shoving and a lot of hard hits and then start shoving after every single, every single goalie stop. To where the refs go, all right, you and you go. I've had enough of your stuff. So Mason Morelli and Anthony Benetto both go off for roughing. It's a little four-on-four action. Puck open, ice opens up. And Charlotte still, with their speed and still skill, comes in. And Riley Nash just skates the puck around. Dumps it off. 
dumps it off for for his buddy at the point point wrister deflection scores what did you let riley nash just skate in there and get a deflection two nothing charlotte riley nash his third matt kirsten his third say to kin and kin whatever Gets his fourth assist. And it's 2-0 Charlotte midway through the first. And it's the same, same thing. Same damn thing. Charlotte uses their speed, clogs up the neutral zone. And yes, stuff's getting hit. We're putting guys against the boards. How about some shots on goal? It's halfway through the period and we have no shots on goal. What are we doing? What are we doing? So much so that Beck checks a guy behind the net and pushes out a pane of glass. One of the plexiglass. <laughs> wow. Been a while since I've seen seen one of these. Not since the days of Dane Byers have I, have I seen that happen. It's been a while. And so that kills some time. And maybe, just maybe, this is what's needed. Maybe this is what is needed. But even with the break and the reset, the bear, the Bears get a shot on goal. Six minutes left into the period. And that was just a lazy wrister off the pad. Two minutes left in the period, another shot on goal. And, the, and you know what? I've had enough. I've absolutely had it. I don't care. Boo! It's game four of the playoffs, you guys. This is a game six in freaking October. Stop playing like it's November. It's May. It's freaking May. What is going on? What is it? What? Where's, where's the play? Where's, where? The period ends and the Bears are booed. Right off the ice. They are booed at home. And sure, there's 20 fans sitting by the tunnel going, Good job, boys. We love you. It's the train seals down by the gates. R, 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 R. Good job, Hershey Bears. R, 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 R. Give me chocolate. I'll clap. R, 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 R. I'll take autographs. R, 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 R. Gosh. Diamond Joe Quimby was right. They're like trained seals. Give him something good and watch him slap their fins. That's exactly what it is. That kind of mindless loyalty gets me. There is a difference between being loyal and being mindless and clueless and clapping to be counter, to be contrarian. The Bears deserved to get booed off the ice. Well, what players do that? Toronto got it. Toronto got booed off. And this is absolutely fucking deserved. And what I wouldn't have given to be a guy in the fly in the locker room at this point. Because you know what? The boys need the riot act read to them at this point. You bring in a chicken. You bring out the butcher knife. Shrink. And you hold it up and you go, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't turn this around. Am I yelling? Or you do the one other thing. All the coaches leave and you close the door and you let the players figure it out. 
Or you do what Uncle Helmer did in Texas. Shove the coaches out, close the door and say, listen up, fuckers. But whatever kick in the ass these guys need, get it now. Get it now. Oh, I was so angry after that first period. And I will not come on here and just be someone who holds a teddy bear and types, let's go bears on Facebook and puts bear emojis out there. No, I will be critical when it's needed. And this was it. Into the second we go. And whatever happened, it worked. Whatever happened, the boys are starting to throw their weight around. And it's a simple things. Get a puck in, play possession, get the puck in, and throw a simple shot on Guzda. Okay, okay, we got a shot on him. Okay, the boys are now getting their cycle game going, getting some good passes. Tape to tape, good clean passes, long shot, hits Guzda, forces him to make a save. Next one, win a faceoff, slides over to Ennis, and a wrister, and Guzda slides over with the glove and gets it. Forcing Guzda to make a save. We're building. We are building wins and successes. Are they small? Yes. Win a puck battle. Win. Get a good shift. Win a faceoff. Get a shot on goal. Force the goalie to make a save. This is progression. And it's good. And it's good. I'm not expecting the world out of this period. But I'm seeing better progress. Because whatever was said in there, it works. We are midway through midway through the second. Lucas throws up to Mason Morelli, who comes in, charges in, cuts in on, on Gosta. It's a shot. It's a save. No, it's in! It's in! It's in! Mason Morelli scores! How the heck did that go in? How the heck did that go in? Ref's pointing it in. It's a goal, and the Bears are on the board. 2-1. What the heck just... How'd that go in? Through sheer will and determination. The refs go back and look. Is it goalie interference? No. Morelli cut away so he wouldn't get Guzda. So refs come out. Point. It's a goal. It counts. Now, according to a few others, according to a few others, um, it looks like the puck may have grazed the upper netting and was never called. The play was never blown dead. Now, in the NHL... You can challenge for that. You can go and review it, and the goal probably would have gotten taken off the board. But in the American Hockey League, there is no such thing. Goal counts. Mason Morelli, his second second goal. Mike Scarbosa's second assist. Lucas Johansson, his second assist. 2-1 Hershey and the boys. Start pressing. Start getting, getting back. But Jake Messi goes off for roughing. The Bears hold the line and kill the penalty off. Joe Snively gets the... Puck in and goes off for a slash. Okay, goes does his time. The Bears are able to kill it off. Joe Snively gets it into gets it into the zone. It's a two on two. Snively shoots. Saved by Guz. Saved by Guz to Snively with the poke. Whistle gets blown. Fine. That's fine. And wait, the ref skating over and is pointing Snively off. For what? Slashing? Slashing the goaltender? All he did was poke him. It's what every freaking hockey player does. Play to the whistle. When the... What the hell was that? What a BS call. And we get the BS chant going. 
The Bears are able to kill that off, thank God. And I, and I looked at I looked at Jesse, and I'm like, this is it. If they score here, the fans are going to start throwing everything out onto the ice. But the Bears are able, able to pull it, pull it off. Beck gets it out of the zone. Joe Snively there at the blue line. Puck battle with Riley Nash. Able to wrestle it away and slap the puck under Nash's stick. Beck's in. He's in. He shoots. He scores. He scores. Beck scores. He tied it. Beck. Big. Beck. Big baby boy gets the goal and we're tied with 26 seconds left in the second. The ultimate fuck you to the refs. Beck on the breakaway gets the big goal to put the Bears in the tie at the end of the second. Oh my god. Oh my god. Big Beck gets his first. Joe Snively with the hell of an assist. I don't know how that got under Riley Nash's stick, but the hockey gods went, just went, nah, uh-uh. And puck don't lie, as the kids like to say. And we are tied at two. The Bears starting to get back into it. Still only have 11 shots, but it was a much better period. And me and Jesse are walking around the concourse. And it's a nervous energy we have as we are walking around. As we are walking, and we hear two other fans say, "This, we got to win this game. We can't go to game five. And me and Jesse just look at each other and we go, yeah, you got to win this. You got to do this now. It's a game five. Charlotte's going to put all the pressure back on you. And Charlotte's going to be even more confident. But into the third, we go. Into the third, I'm tense, I'm nervous. And it's two teams starting to throw haymakers at each other. Two teams just throwing hits, throwing shots, trying to make chances out of nothing. Hershey wants to end this. Charlotte wants to live another another day. It's two big Gundam mechs just slugging and hitting it out of each other. This, my friends, is playoff hockey. And the Bears get a power, power play as Georgie Desenko goes off. Goes off for a board. A really hard, really hard hit. And, oh, my bad. I was looking at the wrong, at the wrong period. Sorry about that. And Kelly Stajan goes off for high sticking. And, all right, here we go. Go. And it looks like yeah, we have Massey out there with the second group. And we're actually, actually going to get Ness out there. But, nope, Alf comes, comes the sec- second team team over. Joe Snively throws to Ennis. Ennis, wrister down low. Down low there and goes to Protoss. Slaps it. Save. Slaps it. It's in! It's in! Alexi Protoss scores! Cleaning up the garbage in front and Protoss has given the Bears the lead! Power play goal for the Bears! Alexi Protoss his second of the playoffs. Sam Ennis' third assist. Joe Snively Fourth assist, power play, goal, and it's 3-2, Hershey, yes! All right, all right, we still have 11 minutes to go, but you know what? I'd really like another one, I don't, I don't trust, don't trust this, and LaPierre throws it up, Sam Ennis leads a little bit of a rush, rush go, going, Sam Ennis, down low to Protoss, throws it on goal, they scores, it scores, get pinball off the cousin, it's in, it's in, the Bears are up 4-2, 4-2, with nine minutes to go, 
Alexi Protas is second of the game and third of the playoffs. Sam Ennis, another assist. His fourth. Hendricks Lapierre, his second. And it's two. Four, two, Hershey. Oh, my goodness. And then Charlotte does something I didn't expect. And off comes Guzda, and in goes J.F. Perube. <laughs> what? Nine minutes to go in the game, and you're going to the bullpen. This isn't baseball. Perube ain't your closer. Okay. I have never seen this. Odd flex, as the kids like to say, but you do you. And off, and the Bears lock it down. The Bears are pushing Charlotte up to the sides. A few, a few chances there, but Shepard is standing strong. A few rebounds get left right there on the slot, but there is a bear to sweep it away to the corner each time. Tick, 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 tick. Four minutes to go. Off come, off comes Perube. Perube, about two and a half to go. Charlotte calls their timeout. Still six on five. Can we pull this off? And on the faceoff, Charlotte, Charlotte gets it. Works out of the corner. Riley Nash. Nash looks, throws it back to the point, and there's nobody there. And there's no one. It's going all the way down. And it goes into the empty net. Riley Nash scores on himself. Oh, my goodness. Riley Nash threw a puck at the point, and there was no one there. It's a Hartford. Oh, my gosh. Riley Nash needs an antacid. The Bears get a goal. Riley Nash gets credit for it. Riley Sutter gets credit because he was technically the last person near the puck. An assist to Riley Nash. 5-2 Hershey. And it's already starting. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Chance going. And that's actually wrong. It's actually supposed to go na, 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 na. Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. But... Off comes Perube again. All right, we're going to play this crap again. Gets dumped in. The Bears are able to collect it. Dylan Mickelrath throws it out. Pinball off the boards, and it's sliding down and goes in. Dylan Mickelrath, his first goal of the season. And it's an empty netter. The captain, Daddy, gets one. 6-2, Hershey. And the clock winds down. And in the words of Shaman's Harvest, who did the theme song for Drew McIntyre for the first time out of time. So say goodbye, good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Charlotte Bears win, and we're pressing on. Because going back to the way we was would just be wrong. We're pressing on. Bears take the series three games to one. The handshake line happens. It's a beautiful thing. Handshake line happens. And Charlotte, I salute my fallen enemy. (laughs) Anyway, good on you, Charlotte. We'll see ya. And the Bears take the game 6-2 the final, win the series three games to one on a Thursday. Good on you, lads. Good on. And your three stars of the night were Sam Ennis with two assists, Big Beck, Big Beck with the tying goal. Alexi Protas with two goals. The game winner and the insurance. So, that did it. The Bears took the series against the Charlotte Checkers. Three games to one, as yours truly predicted. 
Good job on the boys for winning with a more of a sandpaper, more tougher lineup, and just putting away an opponent that you are supposed to. So the question is, who's next? Who's next for the Bears to play? Because I told you last week, Hartford up two games on none on, on Providence. And Providence, the better team in all the league, in all the league, they take game three on Wednesday, six to three the final. More of their goaltend top players getting involved and going two on four on the power play. But we get to Friday and Hartford shut out and shut down on Providence. Takes the series, wins game four, four nothing, and takes the series three games to one. With Elson, two goals by Jake Lashinen and Ryan Carpenter getting a goal as well. So Hartford doing the work for us. The Bears won't have to face the Providence Bruins. Won't have to face their El Guapo as another team does it for us. So that's a demon that won't have to be exercised. However, we have beef with Hartford. And up next is the Hartford Wolfpack in the division finals, if you can hear my air quotes. So that sets up game one in Hershey. On Thursday, May 11th, May 11th, and then that Saturday is Game 2 in Hershey. Games 1 and 2 in Hershey. The following week, stay with me on this one, uh, the following Wednesday, May 17th, Game 3 in Hartford, May 19th, Game 4 in Hartford, and Game 5 in Hershey, if needed, is Tuesday, May 23rd. Well, that's five days in between games. Yes, yes it is. Well, why can't they play it? Well, Giant Center's booked all freaking weekend. Seriously, it is. Uh, concert that Saturday, concert that Saturday and Sunday. Monday is Monday Night Raw. I'm gonna be there on the 22nd, so that's the next available date they had was on the 23rd. So that's when Game Five will be, if need be. The Bears are indeed pressing on to face Hartford. And hopefully myself and Corey Schwartz will have a nice playoff preview of Hershey versus Hartford on Tuesday night. Podcast version of that should be dropped on Wednesday. Elsewhere around the American Hockey League, more division finals get set. As up in the north, it is the Toronto Marlies who took down the Utica Comets and the Rochester Americans completed a comeback against the Syracuse Crunch. So in the north, it is Toronto versus Rochester. Ooh, my dream. Could my dream matchup actually happen? Hershey versus Rochester? A series we haven't seen in years? Oh boy, please, Mythical Hockey Gods. Hopefully that happens. There in the central, Texas Stars versus the Milwaukee Admirals. Riley Barber leading the way. For the Texas Stars. And out in the specific division. Are we really surprised by this matchup? No. The Calgary Wranglers taking on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. The head and shoulders. Better team. Better teams of the Pacific. Will duke it out in a best of five series. After this it will be best of seven. And I've had a few people complain to me already. Well it's. If they get done on the 23rd, if they go full 7, the series could not end until the end of June. Eh, it's a possibility. Playoff hockey, lull. And uh, we've had scheduling mishaps 
there in Hershey. How many of you remember a week in between games six and seven, that legendary Portland Pirates series, when the when the uh, the circus would come to town against Manchester, and we had to play all three games up in Manchester because of the circus. Yeah, it's availability. It's weird. It's weird stuff. It's the playoffs. You just got to deal with it as it comes. So Hershey Hartford on Thursday and next week we will have the recaps for you going forward. So that'll do it for the Grits and Barrett podcast this week. The Bears are pressing on to take on the Hartford Wolfpack and we will be there for it and I am here for it as I will be attending games one and two in Hershey and we'll have recaps for you next weekend. And hopefully on Wednesday, we'll have a series preview between myself and hopefully Corey Schwartz as well. Thank you to everyone who has been downloading and listening to this as well. You're all great. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much to, to everyone. So until next time, you'll be ready. Bears fans, Hartford fans will be ready. And me, well, once again, to quote a song from Tangled, as me, I'm ready as I'll ever be. See you Thursday. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.